electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Amid all these warnings about a big tech pullback, AI deals and acquisitions are heating up. That's the focus of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa with an amazing live shot in Aspen. Hey, Dee. <laughs> it is. And there's no letdown here, at least in terms of that conversation. One of the themes this year at the Aspen Ideas Festival is edge of intelligence. So discussions around harnessing generative AI's power as a net benefit to societies. Plenty of talk about the downsides and risks as well. But this is all taking place against a backdrop of continued deal-making in the space. Yesterday, the Databricks $1.3 billion acquisition of Mosaic ML. There's also the Snowflake NVIDIA partnership that was announced last night. And there's Thomson Reuters' purchase of Case Text. That is a Y Combinator-backed startup that its CEO, the Thomson Reuters CEO, called another step in our build, partner, and buy strategy to bring generative AI solutions to our customers. Now, NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang, he framed the Snowflake partnership as a shift in how companies are starting to think about their own data in the generative AI age. He said that in the old days, you moved data to the computer. But when you have giant amounts of data like Snowflake does, and it is proprietary that is so valuable to a company, then you move the compute to the data. Frank Slootman put it this way. He said they used to say software is eating the world. Well, now data is eating software. Let me break down this idea because it's the idea that data is the new gold in this generative AI race. And companies, they may not want to just give it up to ChatGPT or another software application, but rather they may prefer to harness the power of their own data for their own means. So this is also a discussion that I've been having here in Aspen. I spoke with the VP of AI at Amazon's cloud unit, AWS, Bertin Saha, and MIT professor Deb Roy. Saha says that one model or large language model doesn't serve all purposes. So many AWS customers, these are big enterprise customers, they want to train models on their own data. Roy made a comparison to data in the age of social media. It took time for individuals, for you and I, to understand that data and privacy and consent were all interconnected and key in this. So AWS and Snowflake, they are trying to give companies the tools to harness their own data, protect, secure it. At the same time, there are signs that the AI halo in markets is starting to wear off. Snowflake, well, now it's taken off. Earlier this morning, it was only up about 1% after a partnership with the NVIDIA, you know, the so-called generative AI darling. But take a look at Microsoft and Google. Over the last few days, they have been losing some of their shine in terms of share prices and giving up some of their gains this week. So, guys, it's kind of maybe this is a good thing, you could say, if we're talking about it here on the ground. You see stock markets, some would argue, behave a little bit more rationally. Yeah, I mean, Databricks, Databricks, the CEO, talked about this pretty extensively on overtime uh, yesterday as well. But, D, it's almost like the commoditization and thus more explicit monetization of that data and how to protect it. Absolutely. And monetization is really key because we've talked about how sort of the first stage of this is all happening so quickly. But a few months ago, you could just slap the word chatbot onto your product or talk about it a lot on an earnings call and your stock would go up. As we see today is another example, Snowflake and NVIDIA, the stock is up three and a half percent. But a few months ago, maybe it would have been up 10 percent or more. So key here, investors want to know how you're going to monetize this and 
companies, executives, CFO, CEOs are starting to understand that data is the key. That is sort of how you monetize, how you use it, how you bring it together to put in a large language model so that it can give you something that you can actually monetize, work with, make your product, make your business model even better. The upcoming election will be the first where artificial intelligence could play a big factor. And experts are already sounding alarms for the misinformation that people can generate with these new tools. Our very own Deirdre Bosa joins us now with more on this from the Aspen Ideas Festival, Deirdre, where this has been a hot topic. It has certainly been a hot topic, and I moderated a panel on the ethics of AI. I asked my speakers, all of whom are deeply involved in this space, if they were more worried, less worried, or the same worried about the impact of generative AI on elections than they were a few years ago. Have a listen. I'm the same worried. I mean, you, you know, the, 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 the mid-journey stuff looks clunky. You know, you've, the ads you're seeing, there was a Canadian example. The person had three arms, you know, that was in the ad, in the advertisement. <laughs> like a bad so, Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Balasianga Pope. The reason why I'm a little less worried is because two years ago, we weren't having these conversations at the scale at which we're having them today. And in one sense, that's a good thing because people will be a little more weary of what they, a little leerier of what you see and, and whether it's true or not true. On the other hand, that's pretty sad that we have to question everything that we see. And I don't know what the answer is in the end. It comes back to a lot of what you recommended in terms of watermarking, which is still a technology that's not fully developed. Next year is a particularly intense election cycle um, in many places. So I think that's actually, uh, there's... I, I, I think that's probably a little bit more heightened next year because of that. So, Kelly, that was sort of optimistic and encouraging. They weren't any more worried about the same worried. Of course, there's risks on the horizon. But it wasn't the same throughout the Aspen Ideas Festival. We heard from Eric Schmidt, the former Google CEO, earlier on in the day. And he said that it's going to be a huge problem for the 2024 elections that generative AI and misinformation is basically a mess. And he, he is worried about it, as many other people are here. And this is just the first that we're going to be talking about this in the lead up, Kelly. I, I don't even know if it's worth me asking this question, but was there anything else uh, that people were kind of talking? Or is it really just AI, full stop, you know, everything about it? <laughs> At the Aspen Ideas Fest, I mean, this is filled with policymakers, with academics, with business leaders. So obviously there's a lot of conversations about all different things, social issues, um, technology. But, you know, AI sort of has been this underlying thread. Even if you see a panel with Rain Wilson, he's talking about the impact of AI on the creative industry. Uh, so it really is pretty pervasive here. And it's amazing to think, Kelly, that, you know, just seven months ago, right. we weren't talking about this. That's when ChatGPT exploded onto the scene. And now, you know, it's one of the themes of the Aspen Ideas Festival is generative AI, but specifically harnessing the benefits. So here is a place where we can talk about the risks and the benefits, whereas a place like San Francisco, Kelly, where I am all the time, there is sort of this desire to only talk about the benefits sure. and opportunities because there's so many technologists that don't want this to be stifled. No, I think that's a great point. And I, you, you can imagine the bookers. You know, what, Did they have a plan A and then go scratch that? You know, I always think about it from their, that point of view, but they have yeah. a great lineup. Deirdre, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Deirdre Bosa. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture-proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information.
FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.